Shalom to all. Today's office is Kesubis Nun Ches. We are starting the fourth line at the two dots. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Maris Miriam Sarah, Basab Yaakov, Misha, Her Nishama Shadavan Aliyah, and Lili Nishmas, Rabbi Yosef Yantav, Ben Rashar Anshul, His Nishama Shadavan Aliyah. How we had said, Rabtafan Aymer, Nice and Law called Truma, the Mishnah told us that if the time came for them to get married and they still weren't married, the Aros must feed her. And if he's a Kain, she can even eat Truma. Now, Rabtafan said that all the food she gets can be Truma. And when she's Tommy and she can't eat Truma, she has to sell it and buy Chulun with the proceeds. Now, Rabbi argued and he said that she's given half Truma to eat while she's Tahar and half to eat while she's Tame. So Rabbi Abaya tells us, Machlech is a Bas Kain, Labas Kain. The Machlech is over here is when the daughter of a Kain is marrying a Kain. If we're talking about the daughter of Israel marrying a Kain, everyone agrees that it's half Chul and half Truma. That's because Bas Israel has no idea how to deal with Truma when she's Tame, and therefore everyone agrees that she's just given Chul and when she's Tame. From Rabbi, and he continues telling us, Machlech is Barusa. The whole Machlech is when she's in Arusa. When she's in Asua already, everyone agrees that she gets 50 Chul and 50 Truma. That's because we say it's not proper for this woman who's married, who's supposed to be at home, she's supposed to be at Tznua, for her to be going around trying to sell this truma so she could buy chulin. Once she's in Arusa, she's still in her father's house, she has her father and her brothers to help her. But now that she's in Asua, she's in her husband's house, she doesn't have anyone to help her, so therefore, when she's Tame, she gets chulin. And Tainam Yachov is just like this. Rabbi Tarfanaimer, he says, she gets all truma. Rabbi Kibaimer, he says, 50 chulin, 50 truma. But Medramur, when was that said? If it's a Baskain marrying a kain, if it's a Bas Yisrael to a Kain, everyone agrees that when she's Tomei, she gets Chulin, which is 50 Chulin, 50 Truma. Bamed Varmurm, when was that said? Barusa, only as an Arusa. If she's in Asua, everyone agrees that she gets 50 Chulin, 50 Truma. Now we have more opinions. Rabbi Hud ben Beseir Omer, he says, Rabbi Hud ben Beseir tells us that the proportion is she gets two portions of Truma and one portion of Chulin. Rabbi Hud Omer, he says, she's given everything as Truma, and she she sells it and she uses that money to buy chulin. Now, what's the difference between Rabbi Hud and Rabbi Tarfin? Both of them say that she gets only truma and she has to sell it and buy chulin with it. So the difference is as follows. Rabbi Tarfin says that whatever she needs, she gets as truma. Let's say, for example, she gets an apple a day. So she gets that apple a day as truma. Now that she's Tame, she has to sell that apple and she uses those proceeds to buy chulin. But since truma is sold at a cheaper price than chulin is, so that means that the money that she's going to get for selling her truma apple is not going to be enough to buy her a chulin apple. According to Rabbi Tarfin, it doesn't make a difference. She got her Truma apple, she sells it, and whatever money she has, she's got to go figure out how much chulin she can buy with it. But Rabbi Huda tells us that no, she has to be given enough Truma that she can use those proceeds to buy the exact amount of chulin that she needs, which means she has to be given more than an apple of Truma so that she could sell that which she's given to be able to buy an apple of chulin. Now, Rashim Gamaliel, he says, anytime we mention Truma, we give her double the amount that she would need so she could buy chulin. Now, my Benayah, what's the difference between Rashim Gamaliel and Rabbi Huda? The difference is Tircha. Yehuda, she's only given enough that if she gets fair market value at the Truma price, she's going to have enough to buy the amount of chulin she needs. Now, it might not be so easy to sell it because it's not like she's offering a particularly good deal. Whereas a Quantrip Shimon Gamliel, she's given so much Truma that now she has the ability to sell it for a crazy cheap price. It's going to be sold in no time with very little tircha, and then she's going to have what she needs. Again, both Rabbi Yehuda and Shimon Gamliel agree that she has to be given enough that if she sells it, she's going to have enough money to buy what she needs in chulin. The only question is, how much tircha is she going to have to go through to sell that? Rabbi Yehuda says that she's going to have to go through a decent amount of tircha. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says we're going to try to make it as easy as possible for her with the least amount of tircha. Going on to explain the Mishnah, we had said that if she falls to Yubam as an Arusa, she's not allowed to eat Truma. I think Mara asked my time, why is that? It's because Kenyan Rachmana. the Torah says she has to be his Kenyan Kesef, and she is a Kenyan of his brother. Ruvain was kind to her by giving her Kiddushin, but then Ruvain died and she fell to Shimon. She's not considered Shimon's Kenyan Kesef, so therefore she can't eat Truma. We had clarified that halacha in the Mishnah by saying, 
Mabal. As she was six months with her Aris and then six months with the Yavam, 12 months with her Aris and then one day with the Yavam, 12 months with the Yavam and one day with her Aris. Either which way, in all those scenarios, she's not allowed to eat Truma. The Gemara asks, Habal, Now that you're telling me that she spent all 12 months minus a day with her Aris and the last day she spent with the Yavam, she's still not allowed to eat Truma. So Bifnei Yavam Ibaya, you have to say that if it was the reverse case that she spent 12 months minus a day with the Yavam and only one day with the Baal, she's not allowed to Truma. Of course she's not allowed to Truma. So Gemara says, you're right, Zuvein Sarachlam Razukatani, the Mishnah is just telling us Zuvein Sarachlam Razu. This, and for sure that case. Now, our Mishnah concluded by saying, Zu Mishnah Rishayna, this is the first Mishnah, meaning this was the first halacha, that if a time arrived for them to get married and they still haven't gotten married, so she's allowed to eat Truma, that's only the Mishnah Rishayna. But a later Bezin came along and said that she's not allowed to eat Truma until she has Knisa Lachopa. So in my time, why is that? Why did that later Bezin come along and change the halacha? So Amr Ula, Vitamer of Shonvar Yehuda, Mishim Simpine, because of Simpine, we're afraid that he's going to find the mum on her, and then he's going to mevatel Lemafreya, he's going to say it's a Mekachtos, and it's going to turn out that she ate Truma and she wasn't allowed to. Now, before we continue, let's just remember that yesterday we had the opinions of Ulan or of Shmuel Bar Yehuda explaining why Midrabanan in Arusa's Nalari Truma, even though the Iraisa technically she is allowed to. Ulan said because maybe as an Arusa in her father's house, she's going to end up giving Truma to her siblings. And her Shmuel Bar Yehuda said because of Simpine, maybe we're going to end up being Mavato the Kedusha and Lamafreya. Now, the Gemara analyzes, We understand that according to Ula, the original reason why she wasn't allowed to eat Truma in her father's house is because maybe she's going to end up giving Truma to her siblings. And the later Bezin came along and were more machmir, and they said, because we have another reason because of Simpine. So therefore, we're going to be more machmir. If the original reason why she's not allowed to eat Truma in her father's house is because of Simpine, and the later reason why we have a later time that she's not allowed to eat Truma is because of Simpine, so what's the difference? Why would we have another Bezin coming along and saying, we're going to extend this time, we're going to be more machmir? It's the same exact reason. So the Gemara answer is, the difference is, a superficial Bedika to check whether or not she has a mum. Marsover, the Mishnah Rishayna held that just a superficial bedika, whether or not she has a mum, is considered enough of bedika, and we don't have to be chayshit for simpain in that case. Whereas Umarsav, the later bezin holds that a superficial checking whether to see if she has a mum is not considered a valid bedika, and therefore there still might be simpain, and so therefore they said we have to wait till Kanisa Lechopa, and only then we're going to have a real bedika to check to see whether she has mum in. Now moving on to the new Mishnah. Now we've learned before that a woman's maisiyadayim, that which she produces, goes to her husband, and her husband has to feed her. Now important factor over here is that her wages are divided into two. There's the minimum amount that she has to bring home, and then there's the extra, which we're going to see is called the miser. The miser is beyond the minimum amount. So the Mishnah tells us, A person's maktish, that which his wife produces. He says, I maktish, whatever my wife makes, her salary, that which she comes home with, that's given to the base of Mikdash. So the Mishnah tells us, so She can continue producing and continue eating, meaning he's not able to be maktish, that which his wife produces. However, that's only talking about the basic minimum that she has to bring home. However, hamiser, if he's maktish the miser, the extras that she brings home, so Rav Meir Aymer, he says hektish that is considered hektish. Rabbi Yechina Sandor Aymer, he says chulin that's considered chulin. Now, Rav Huna Amar Rav, an important halacha from Rav Huna B'Shem Rav, Yechayla Ishalaymer Labayla, a woman could tell her husband, I don't want you to give me food and I don't want to work. I want to stay at home, twiddle my thumbs all day, I'm not interested in going to work, and you don't have to feed me, I'll figure out my own food. Kasavar clearly he holds, Kitakin Rabbanam Zaini Iker, then when the Rabbanam made a takana that he has to feed her, that's the Iker takana. The Iker takana is that the husband has to feed the wife. And the only reason why she has to bring him her Masyadaim wouldn't want him to have animosity towards her. I'm feeding you or you're not giving me anything in exchange. So therefore we say, okay, he's feeding you, you gotta give him your Masyadaim. The Khiyamra when she says, I don't want you to feed me and I don't want to produce anything, or just be other. She's allowed to do that. Because the main takana is she needs food, but if she says, I don't want food, so she doesn't have to work. But now Mesu asks a question from a bride. So the bride who says, take him and place her for Masyadaim, implying that the main thing is that she has to give him her Masyadaim. 
and in place of that, he has to give her food. So Gemara says, no, Amo, let's say that it's really the other way around. He has to feed her, that's the main thing, and the Maesiyadayim are the secondary thing. The Gemara suggests, let's say our Mishnah is a riot to this. Our Mishnah had said, if a person is Maktish, that which his wife produces, she can continue producing and eating, and it's not considered hectish. Now, my love in Nizainus, aren't we talking about a scenario where he's able to feed her? Nizainus over here doesn't mean that he's actually giving her food, it just means that he's able to feed her. So we see that even though he's able to feed her, he's not able to be Maktish her Maesiyadayim. It must be that her Maesiyadayim belong to her. Tomorrow says, that's not a riot because our Mishnah could be talking about a scenario of Bishain Nizainus that he doesn't have enough money to feed her. So, of course, her Maesiyadayim belong to her. The Gemara asks, Ibishain Nizainus, if we're really talking about a scenario where he's not able to feed her, so my Lememra, what's the Chiddush to say that she keeps her own Maesiyadayim and he's not able to be Maktish them? Even according to the Manda Amr, that a master is able to tell his slave, You have to do work for me and I'm not going to feed you. You got to work hard all day and you got to figure out your own food. That's only talking about a non Jewish slave, because the Pasuk doesn't say that he's with you. But when we're talking about a Jewish servant, it says in the Pasuk that he's with you. A master is not allowed to tell his Jewish servant, You have to do work and you have to go figure out your own food. And for sure, his wife, he most definitely is not allowed to tell his wife, You have to do work for me, meaning you have to bring all your Maesiyadayim home, I get to keep all your money that you make, and you have to go figure out your own food. So obviously, if he doesn't have enough money to feed her, she gets to keep her Maesiyadayim. So Gemara says, you're right, that's not the Chiddush of the Mishnah, Seifet Srichle, the whole Chiddush of the Mishnah is the Seifa, Meiser, the one he's Maktish, the Meiser, the extras, the beyond the basics that she brings home, Rameir Oimer, Rameir says Hektish, it is Hektish, Rabbi Yechon Hassan Oimer Chulin is considered Chulin, and he still can't be Maktish it. Now the Gemara tells us, this member of Huna is not like Rish Lakish. Rameir's reasoning that he's allowed to be Makdish the Meiser is Mishum the Kasavar because he holds a person could be Makdish something that hasn't yet come to the world. He says, I'm Makdish any extras that you make. Her standard salary is $20, and today she came up with a bonus of an extra $10. So that extra $10 is something that's Loy Bala When he said that he wants to be Makdish the extras, it wasn't yet in the world. So don't say that the reason why he's able to be Makdish that is because we can be Makdish something that's not here yet. El, or rather, time to Rameir. Rameir's reasoning is, since he's able to force her to produce, it's as if he said to her, that your hands should be Kaddish for the one that made them. In other words, Hashem made your hands, so anything that your hands produce should be Kaddish for the one that made your hands, anything that you produce should be Hektish. He didn't tell her that, he didn't use those words. So the answer is, since we know for a mayor, the armor that he says, that a person doesn't just say words for nothing, a person's not going to say words that don't have meaning to them, so it must be that when the husband said this, he meant something, and we explain that. What did he mean? Nasa It's as if he told her, You're right, he didn't use those words, but since our mayor holds that a person's not just going to say words that are useless and don't mean anything, it must be that the husband's intention was to say, Now we very clearly see from here that Rishlakish holds that a person could force his wife to do work. As he said, He could force her to do work, and that's clearly not like Rafuna that had said that a wife could say, I'm not working and you don't have to feed me. But now the Gemara asks, of mayor and other Makdish Davar Shleibala mayor really holds that a person can't be Makdish something that's not in the world yet. But then you have a Brisa. Harmel Isha, if a person tells a woman, Harat Mikdashesli, you are Mikdashes to me, Lachashes Geyer, after I become a Ger, or Lachashes Geyeri, or after you become a Geyeris. Or he says, You're Mikdashes to me, Lachashes Tachrer, after I become freed from being a slave, or Lachashes Tachrer, after you become freed from being a slave. Or he says, You're Mikdashes to me, Lachashes Yamos Bailech, after your husband dies, or Lachashes Tamas Achosech, after your sister dies, or Lachashes Yivmech, or after your Yavama does Chalitza to you, Remeir Ayur Mikdashes, or Mayor says, She's Mikudashes once these things happen. And these are all cases of Loi Bala Ilam. He's not a Ger yet, but it's going to be Chal after he becomes a Ger. So we see there if Mayor holds Adam Maknish Tavar Shloi Bala Ilam. So Gemara says, You're right. 
from this brass that we just quoted, it's very clear the Rav Meir holds but from our Mishnah, it's not clear the Rav Meir holds that. Now going back to this Machlekes in the Mishnah, HaMaisar of Meir, I'm Hektish, Rav Meir says that if he's Maktish the Maisar, it's considered Hektish. The Gemara asks, Ema Kadash, when does the Maisar become Kadash? When does his extra that she produces become Kadash? So Rav Shmuel, Dharma Chavaya, both Rav and Shmuel say, Maisar la'achar misa Kadash. The Maisar only becomes Kadash after she dies. After she dies, it becomes a husband's, and then it becomes Kadash. Rav Adabar he says, Maisar Mechaim Kadash. The Maisar becomes Kadash even Mechaim. The moment she produces it, it becomes Kadash. Now, Havabar Abhapa, Abhapa asks the following question, Bimai, what are we talking about over here? Elim, if you want to say, we're talking about a situation where he's giving her food, and he's also giving her a certain amount of spending money. There's a certain chiv he has that he has to give her a ma'a kasef for spending money. So if you want to say that we're talking about where she's getting everything from him, my time in the Manda Amr Lachar Misa Kadash, what's the reason according to the Manda Amr, which is Rav and Shmuel, that they say it's only Kadash after Misa. He's giving her everything he's supposed to, so he should be receiving the Miser also. And therefore it should be Kadash even when she's alive. So Va'ela, you want to say, Kshain Ma'ala Mazaynis, that he's not giving her food, and Veloy Ma'ala Ma'ala Kasef Lutzrachel, he's not giving her spending money, so my time demand Amr Mechaim Kadesh. So what's the reason according to the Manda Amr, Rav Adabar Ava, that it's Kadesh even when she's alive? It doesn't belong to him. The Gemara says, you're right, La'ela Ma'ala Mazaynis, Ve'ena Ma'ala Ma'ala Kasef Lutzrachel. We're talking about where he's giving her Mazaynis, but he's not giving her her spending money. Rav and Shmuel Savi, Rav and Shmuel both hold. Tiknu, Nun Tesamad Alpha on top, Mazaynis, Tachas Maisya Deha. The Takana was that the Mazaynis is in place of her Maisya Daim, and Umal Kasef Tachas Maisar. The Mal Kasef was in place of any Maisar that she brings home. Since he's not giving her Mal Kasef, so the Maisar belongs to her and only belongs to him once she dies. Whereas Rav Adabar Avasavar, he holds that Tikkun Muzainis Tachas Maisar. The Muzainis is in place of the Maisar that she brings home. The Mal Kasef, her spending money, is in place of her Maisar Yadayim, meaning in place of the basics. Since he's giving her Muzainis, so the Maisar belongs to him and therefore it becomes Kadesh Mechayim. So I think we're asking, what's our Machlekes? This is in place of that. No, this is in place of that. So we answer, Mar Savar, Rav and Shmuel hold that something that's common is in place for something that's common. It's common for her to need Mazainas, and it's also common for her to go out and make at least minimum wage. So therefore, Mazainas is in place of Maisyadayim. Whereas Umar Savar, Rav Adabar Ava holds, something which has a set amount from something else that has a set amount. Her Maisyadayim is a set amount, that's a minimum wage, so we know she's bringing home a minimum amount, and her Ma Kasef of spending money, that's also a set amount. So that's where Rav Adabar Ava holds, that Maisyadayim is in place of the Ma Kasef. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up, continue to talk about this tomorrow. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.